Welcome everybody to Nutty Buddy Sports and on today's episode we are going to recap week 5 of the NFL season. We're going to talk about the surprise, the upset, the stinker, and the best of the week. That's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Sports. Everybody and welcome today to Nutty Buddy Sports, and I am your host Ryan, um, and I am solo today. Not this week, just today. Um, I have a friend, Rue. You guys know Rue. He was here the uh, first week of our preview podcast. He's going to join me on Friday, and we're going to uh, see how he feels about the NFL season. We'll play a game. I think we're going to go. Well, I don't know what game we'll play. I'll. Well, you'll find out. You will find out if you join the show on Friday uh, or listen to the podcast on Friday. And then uh, we'll predict week six. But I felt like to do a recap of week five, I wanted to get that out there as soon as I could. So I'm going to do it today by myself. I didn't want to bother any other of my friends because, you know, they actually, you know, have lives. I, however, do not. So. I'm going to just recap the week on my own today, uh, and I also will be um, previewing the Eastern and Western Conferences of the NBA, sort of like we did the NFL teams, but I'm just going to go by conferences. I'm going to do a couple less questions than I did with the NFL teams. Um, I'm probably going to end up doing that solo as well. I Again, I text my friends. Uh, a lot of them are you know, sort of willing, but I don't want to force them to do it. You guys know how it is. It's like, it's my hobby and I'm kind of forcing my friends to be like, yeah, you guys should like basketball as much as I do. So, um, you know, but they don't have to, they don't have to. Uh, so anyway, uh, so that's what I got on the agenda for the rest of the week. So today we're just going to recap week five. Now I figured I'd start off the show. There was breaking news that, uh, John Gruden, uh, what, resigned or got fired. Uh, Ble- Bleacher Report, when I looked at it today, mentioned that um, he uh, he was he resigned. And it's not it's not stopping there. His name is coming out of the Ring of Honor. I, I didn't read any of the the stuff that John Gruden was to have said, so I'm not going to comment on on that either. But um, yeah, that was an interesting situation, to say the least. Um, now, as far as some other news, uh, the Chiefs are interested in Marlon Mack from the Colts, which I thought was interesting. I hope the Chiefs get him because we're going to talk about the Chiefs a little bit here uh, at when we recap week five. But um, that, w- that would be an interesting move for the Chiefs. They need They need help at the running back position, but... I'm surprised that they're not more interested in a defensive player. So I'd like to do a uh, a game or, or a podcast with one of the guys, uh, and I w- probably will, uh, where we pick players and what team we'd like them to be traded to. So, and I think what one guy I was thinking of is uh, Khalil Mack, but this was before the Bears actually had a couple game win streak here so we'll see what happens there okay so that's all i have so far for some of the news that i heard about today uh let's go ahead and uh, get into recapping of 
week five. The surprise of the week. So we're going to start out with a couple of surprises of the week. So let's hit on the big one for me. And these are personal, obviously. Uh, The Bills over the Chiefs. Uh, Again, this is not a surprise that the Bills beat the Chiefs. It's the manner in which the Bills beat the Chiefs. And I got to imagine Avery is super excited to see that defense um, bother Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense the way it did. However, I will say that in the defense of, well, not the Chiefs, I guess it's not defending the Chiefs, but kind of bringing it down a little bit, is the Chiefs have clearly a protect the ball issue. I thought they would fix it, um, but it seems to me that this is, uh, they're just not protecting the ball. They had another four turnovers, which makes it, I think, 11 in the last three games. If you take away those turnovers, they could, you know, obviously their record would be a lot different. Uh, but Josh Allen, he played good enough to win. I mean, he was he was sensational, but I think he only completed 15 passes. It wasn't, uh, there was a couple of huge plays he made. His running game, especially towards the end of the game where he like leaped over that one, one guy uh, to get the first down. I think it was on third down as well against the Chiefs kind of sealed the game because it was on the drive that led to a touchdown that made it 38 to 20. Um, the, they're just explosive. Um, I think Gregory Russo is that their first round pick for the bills. He looks so good. Uh, legit. He had a tip pass for an interception and the, the bills are just really hitting and firing on all cylinders right now. And I think that's a testament to this organization and what they built. Um, hopefully they're not peaking too early, though, because that's you got to be concerned about that a little bit. Uh, usually the teams that are great in September don't end up always making it to the Super Bowl. But I don't think that's going to happen to the Bills. Offensively, de- defensively, they're just so well-rounded. Now for the Chiefs side, just to dwell on that a little bit more, um, the turnovers have to stop. They lost Clyde Edwards Hilaire for a little while, and that's why they're looking into trading for Marlon Mack. Uh, there was, it, I just, I just don't get it. There was a, a play where um, Tyreek Hill missed the catch. You know, it went through his hands, and that was a pick six. They're just making so many mistakes right now, and eventually, it gets to the point where it's a pattern. And at this point, I have to say, for the Chiefs. I'm going to start assuming that they're going to turn the ball over until they show us they, that they won't. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think most people do. So uh, one nitpick, and we'll talk about this a little bit later as well, uh, that roughing the passer call was an awful call. Uh, I, I, I don't know what they want defenders to do. It's ridiculous. Josh Allen jumped into the defender, and the defender with his momentum just fell on top of him. That's what happens you know, laws of physics. I don't understand why these referees just continually blow calls in big situations. Um, and we'll talk about two more instances when we get to the stinker of the week, and that's um, coming up shortly. Another surprise of the week, David Mills played really good against the Patriots. Now, there has been very little to no bright spots for the Houston Texans. David Mills 
this week was a bright spot. He was 21 of 29, over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions against a Bill Belichick defense. Now that defense held Tom Brady to, I think, zero touchdowns and 19 points the week before. The Texans did lose, but I think when you look at David Mills' performance, I think you have to be excited about what you saw, at least in this game, if you're a Texans fan. Another surprise was the Steelers' offense coming alive. Uh, deep balls downfield. Uh, they they sort of stalled a little bit towards the end of the game. I think they had 17 in the half, the first half, and then 12 total in the second because I think they had 29 points. You think I'd have this stuff up in front of me, but let me let me get it up. I want to get it right. Yeah. Uh, oh no, 10 points in the second half. The Broncos made it a game in the second half because in the first half they couldn't move the ball. And this goes to me to why I probably would have started Drew Locke over Teddy Bridgewater. We kind of know who Teddy Bridgewater is. Now I get that last game, uh, Drew Locke came out against the Ravens when the offense with Teddy Bridgewater only could score seven points and he didn't score anything. But he didn't have the prep time. He didn't have the work that Teddy did with the offense and the scheme and stuff. So uh, to expect Drew Locke to come in cold against that Ravens defense, I think would be ridiculous to think that he would pull that game out down 7-23. to Here we have where Teddy Bridgewater came back. Um, but, uh, you know, come on. Like, the Denver has to be better than that, like, offensively. They have too many weapons. Um, Sutton showed up. Tim Patrick showed up. Uh, I don't understand why Devontae Williams only had eight carries with 7.6 yards a carry. Uh, like, let's get him the ball a little more, uh, Broncos. But that's not what we're talking about, the Steelers. I just wanted to tell you as well, Najee Harris, 122 yards, 5.3 yards a carry off of 23 carries. Touchdown as well. He was... So good in this game, and now um, we see why that we see why the Steelers spent a first round pick on him. Um, not that I agree with it, but I'm not going to get into it. Otherwise, uh, my friends will get mad that I bring it up again. So let's go on to our next category: the upset of the week. So the upset of the week, I have two here. I'm going to start with the Bears beating the. Las Vegas Raiders 20-9. This was a little bit of an upset. And if you look at the way Justin Fields played, the, the Bears offense, I guess, in general, um, sort of surprising that they won. Uh, the Raiders obviously are dealing with some outside-of-football issues right now. We hit a little bit on the top of the show. But uh, it's sort of surprising to me to see this team that started off 3-0 and and a lot of people were excited about lose the last two games uh, it's seen in the offense also being the one to to kind of sputter off. De- Derek Carr did not have a great game. Neither than Jacob. Neither did Jacobs. Now we'll see. You know, with the new hiring of the head coach, how um, not hiring of the new head coach, but the, I think the interim head coach when he takes over, we're going to see how much that affects the rest of the season for the Raiders, but. To lose that game, that's really tough for the Raiders and Raiders fans because, you know, you go from looking at the um, 
season at four and one. You're keeping up with the Chargers now. You're three and two, and you know it doesn't look good uh, moving forward with all the drama around football. So hopefully they can get by it and start focusing more on football and and coming back to their winning ways. But remember, also last year they did have a hot start. Their hot start lasted a little longer, uh, but uh, they eventually missed the playoffs. They weren't, you know, I think they started off like six and three. And they fell off. So it could be similar to this year. They just started off quick, and uh, teams just got um, used to them a little bit more quicker than they did last year. Um, on the other hand, the other the other upset of the week, I have the Eagles over the Panthers. The Panthers uh, and the Broncos, actually. I just want to hit on both these teams. Um, the They both had a 3-0 and start and I remember Avery he asked me if I, I sort of would uh, it's hot not or take another shot or give them another shot I can't but the point is I thought both these teams looked good for what I expected of them I expected them to be sort of down the lower end of the middle pack of the NFL not make the playoffs but both of them seemed like to me after the first three weeks that they had potential now I also recognize that they didn't play very good competition, but when you're playing the Eagles for Carolina and you have a lead, but you're unable to build on that lead, and the reason why is Sam Darnold had three interceptions. Um, and for some reason, you know, they were do, you know out there without Christian McCaffrey as well. I just, Hertz wasn't impressive. You know, sometimes he'll throw the ball... And I'll be super like impressed with the way he plays football, Jalen Hurts. And then sometimes I will not be. I don't know what to say. Uh, he's a real roller coaster quarterback to me, like from throw to throw almost. He didn't even go over 200 yards off of 22 completions. And his two touchdowns came from running the football. Uh, I do like Devontae Smith. That's kind of a, a nice little fine, obviously, for the Eagles. But for the Panthers, for as good as their defense was the for the first three games um, to to allow the Eagles to come back and win, going again from three and two to four and one that they you know could have potentially been four and one is sort of sad and and so that's another upset of the week for me because I really felt confidence I felt confident in the Panthers beating the Eagles. The stinker of the week. So I got a couple in this category as well. Let's start off with the officiating. I'm not going to try to complain every week about the officiating, but I just, like, I don't understand why everyone is okay with horrible officiating. I just don't get it. It's their job to get the call rights. Right. It is. And the more we, like, allow them to affect the game, the less it's the players deciding the game and more of the referees deciding the game. So I already talked about that Josh Allen hit um, that was roughing the passer. It shouldn't have been roughing that passer. Um, there was that lateral that the Colts had for the Monday night game that was clearly thrown backwards, and they called it a forward pass. You can't review it, so they, they don't get the touchdown. That led to a touchdown, by the way. And even though I don't ever, like, sit there unless if it's like the last play or the last couple plays of the game one play really doesn't dictate the game but 
it's huge swing in opportunities and momentums momentum that uh, these officials are are ruining because they're getting the calls wrong and everyone's just like okay that's fine i think there was a pass interference call missed in the broncos game uh, when uh, teddy bridgewater i think he threw it to the end zone i believe it was that game I wish I would have remembered, and I was like, man, that was pass interference, and there's no play again. It was pretty obvious to me, um, but again, I, I just don't get why people are okay with it. I feel like, you know, I listened to enough podcasts that nobody else is bringing this stuff up, and maybe it's because they're like, well, what are we going to do about it, which is sort of a sad state to be in for any football fan that we have to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, well, we might as well not bring it up because there's nothing we can do about it anyway. I think that's sad. Um, NFL kickers. Oh man, stinker, stinker of the week. I think they had 13 or 14 missed extra points this week. I watched the Bengals versus the Packers, and I think three opportunities to win the game off the field goals, off a field goal. Man, I can't talk right now. Off the field goal, uh, a field goal. They were missed by both sides. Uh, So I think Crosby missed two, and then the Bengals kicker uh, missed one, and he thought that one went in, which was kind of funny. Um, but then Crosby also missed three straight field goals, and then he hit the game winner, but he was far from the only one. Kickers overall, just a bad week for kickers. But I know that some people advocate for there to be no kicking in the NFL, and I disagree wholeheartedly with that because that would destroy a lot of suspense that we, you know, part of the reason why we watch the NFL is for the suspense and it is going to be very unlikely for a team to go from the 18 yard line and score a touchdown with 39 seconds left to win a game that they only need two points or one point versus just getting what 40 yards or 50 yards and kicking a field goal that that is why field goal kicking I think adds to the enjoyment of football because it uh, it adds to the suspense of it. Um, another stinker: the Lions losing at another game at a last-second field goal. I think this is the first time in history. I think someone mentioned that uh, a team lost by fifty-plus yard field goals in the first five weeks of the season or something like that which is it might be even for a whole season I can't remember exactly what it was but I was just could not um I was just like man it stinks to be a Lions fan it just does you know uh most tortured fan base in NFL is is the Lions and nobody's ever going to convince me otherwise uh and then I'm just going to throw this in there I'm not going to dwell on it too long but I am a Dolphins fan Another stinker for the Dolphins. Their offense kept up with the Buccaneers for a little bit. The Buccaneers, though, just blew him out. Antonio Brown, he looks like Antonio Brown again. Like he can actually, like like he was in, in, in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, he looks exactly like that kind of player. Uh, I don't know. Like uh, the Bucs are probably going to uh, get another chance at a Super Bowl for sure and, and, their, their team, their offense is definitely loaded. Um, but yeah, the Dolphins, they stink right now. One and four. Uh, I'm so, you know, disappointed that they took a huge step back. 
the best game of the week. So let me get into some of the best of the week. The Ravens coming back. Um, that was amazing. Lamar Jackson looked awesome. Uh, good for you, Ryan, if you're listening. Just that team's consistency uh, for six, you know, like how they continue to be successful despite who's out on the field is amazing. Um, now, I'm going to tell you the Colts played pretty good. I don't blame the Colts. The, Carson Wentz played fine. Um, it just the Ravens came back and won that game. Obviously, there was that blown call, but you know that's either neither here nor there now. So Ravens to me, they get a best of the week. I want to. I'm going to shout out the Bills too. They get the best of the week as well. Um, I'm not going to dwell on that game much longer because I talked about that uh, earlier. The Cowboys. I have to apologize to the Cowboys and all the Cowboys fans because I did not believe that this team was going to make the playoffs this year. I do not like their coach um, as far as a coach goes. He's probably a nice person. I just don't like his coaching. And um, I just didn't trust that defense, but they have playmakers. Ch- uh, not Chandler Parsons, but um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Micah Parson. And uh, Diggs there, oh man, they are so good. They're they're blue chip defenders to me, both of them. And they're on the Cowboys, and that offense is so explosive with all those weapons. Dak looks like he's Dak again. So Dak is back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was going to say Dak is Dak, like like Dak is back trying to be punny, but, uh, you know, probably would have went over my head even so anyway Cowboys get the best of the week and the game overall that was my favorite was the Chargers beating the Browns um man Justin Herbert I don't know what to say one of the best things was when the Browns like defensive players like carried Austin Eckler into the end zone so that they could get the ball back Uh, but yeah the Chargers were so explosive I think they scored 26 points in the fourth quarter, I know that uh, Browns fans are probably saying, "Well, we, you know, we lost guys, and they did. They they were down to like their fourth string corner or something like that. A safety had to play corner that hill. I think he was. So, you know, for people saying, "Well, the Browns defense isn't that good," it's like, guys, first of all, offense, good defense will always be trumped by good to great offenses. That's the NFL we live in. Even if you have a great defense. Great offenses are going to overcome that. That's the NFL we live in. So that's not um, a negative on the Browns' defense just because the Chargers' offense, who who is you know their their offense is probably one of the best, if not the best, in the league. You know, it's definitely top five right now. Uh, Mike Williams, he seems to have caught on now, um, and. You just, you just have to be excited for what the Chargers are doing. Now, for the Browns, the one big concern you have with the Browns that hasn't been answered yet is Baker Mayfield. Can he show up in big moments? And that that would be the say, uh, this thing I'd go back to. You know, Avery had a really good question the other day um, about the difference. Who would you rather have, Mayfield or Lamar Jackson? And I said Lamar, and he said Baker. And, and really... I could go with either one, but I guess what's interesting is like you saw how Lamar reacted during the Colts game, being down, bringing his team back and winning a game. 
now it's not that Baker Mayfield has never done that. I, I I don't know for sure, but I gotta imagine that he has come back in games that he's been behind. But when you're in those type of games where with the Chargers and earlier this year with the Chiefs, Baker Mayfield has failed to come up big in those big, stressful, high pressure moments. That he just has. Um, the other thing, the Browns did not have Chubb out there on first down. <laughs> um, they had Hunt, which I love Hunt, but Chubb should have been out there. I don't know why Nick Chubb wasn't out there. So I, I think like with Baker Mayfield, it, it's going to be fascinating to see his growth in the NFL. I know he's he's been in the league for three years, but he's still growing as an NFL quarterback. Uh, I like him. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. It's just, it seems so far, especially this season, if you, you say, what do you see from Baker Mayfield? He's really good. He's consistent. He only had one bad game so far, um, which all quarterbacks do. Um, but the one thing is against high-pressured situations, against really good teams, he has, he has seemed to come up short when his team has needed him. So that's the only thing I would say that, worries me about Baker Mayfield but the Chargers they're part of the best of the week and that's all I got for recapping uh the recap recapping recapping week five well thanks so much guys for um listening to me solo today um or tonight it's Tuesday night just so everybody knows um and again I will be doing a podcast later this week with Rue and uh, we'll see about the NBA preview podcast of the Eastern and Western Conference. I will be doing it at least, at the very least, by myself in the next week or so. So look forward to that um, or look out for that. You don't have to be eagerly anticipating listening to me talk about the NBA, but you could, you know, look a couple times, see if I dropped it on the pod. If you haven't yet, please follow me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore sports. And that's all I got for you guys today. So thanks again, once again, for the fourth time for listening. I hope you guys enjoy and we will talk to you guys soon.